welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 253 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks for joining me today. I have an exciting, well, I think kind of exciting topic today because it's pretty time topical. We're going to talk about finding balance, figuring out where does this mythical balance thing come between working, managing kids, managing home, other things that you need to do. And the reason why I wanted to do this topic this week is because when this is released is when a lot of kids are going to be going back to school. I know that varies by a few weeks, depending where you live, but it's when my kids are going to be going back to school. And I always find September and that back to school time to be really a unique time for balance. Number one, it can be a challenge because life all of a sudden gets like busy And kids are back in school, they're tired, they're cranky, they're starting activities again. Maybe the routine and the schedule for activities is different this year than what it was last year. And you have to get used to a whole new one, maybe juggle some work schedules so that you can actually be around to pick up and drop off kids from activities, right? (laughs) All of those things. But also, I think September is a really fantastic time to take a moment and check in with yourself and get balanced again. Because the summer is deceptively challenging. If you finish the summer as a physician, and you're like, why do I always gain weight every summer? It should be easy to lose weight. There's all these fresh vegetables out there. It's easy to be physically active because the weather's nice. It is common that summer is a really big challenge for physicians. There's pieces of the summer that just drive more eating. Often we think it's we're going to have all this time off, but then when we're actually working, we're working extra hard and we come home like right before we have to restart work and you have to then catch up after after you've come back from vacation. Plus you might be covering for other people that are on vacation. And then there's the whole thing of schedules just getting turned upside down. It's always a challenge when schedules get turned upside down. And summer brings a lot of barbecues, parties, lake time camping, which also can trigger a fair bit of eating. So if you've struggled this summer, you are not alone. It is okay. I think this episode will help to help you bring back and kind of rebalance yourself, figure out how do you want to move moving forward. And then I'd really encourage you to consider come joining us inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. This would be a perfect time to come join us. Inside Thrive Academy for Physicians, the difference between what you do 
normally in September when you're trying to recover from gaining weight in the summer versus what I'll teach you inside Thrive Academy is I'll teach you sustainable tools that will work for next summer that will set you up so this holiday season is more successful. So you don't have to start January feeling like you have to start over again. And while I teach you how to have ease around food, how to make healthy food choices while feeling really empowered without feeling that there's that constant struggle that comes with diets, I'm also going to teach you how to make your days better. It's win-win and it's why I love this work so much and why it's so important to me to run Thrive Academy and why I created it is that there are ways to address your eating and weight and really create sustainable change that actually makes your days and your life better. And I teach you them inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. So the process to apply is you head over to start to thrive. That's start numeral to thrive.ca and click on the button that says apply to Thrive Academy for Physicians. I'll ask you a few questions to tell me a little bit about yourself and your challenges. And this just starts a no obligation process where you get the opportunity to talk to me directly. Just that conversation that you and I will have is going to help you, I promise. And then the joining the program and working with me for six months, there's so much amazing possibilities for you. You can go from actively binge eating to feeling in control. I just talked to one of the members who's graduating this week and her binge eating is stabilized. She feels so much better. She made a comment that previously she had been on Ozempic, had lost weight on Ozempic, and now is feeling very similar to how she felt while she was on Ozempic without any medications. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be on medications. I think they can be a very helpful tool, but it tells you the power of when you really use these tools in approaching your eating and weight. So if in September you're like, I need to make some changes, highly encourage you to apply so you and I can talk. There's no pressure, no obligation. It just gives you the opportunity to explore what this option looks like because you know what the diets look like and they haven't worked and they don't feel good. Come explore what a smarter approach would look like. Okay, let's talk about balance. And I want to stay, say up front because I think it's so easy to judge ourselves about our balance, right? Where we're like, oh, I need to get more balance and it becomes a thing we beat ourselves up about. This is not the way I'm using this term. The idea of getting in work-life balance and staying in work-life balance is a myth. It will not happen. (laughs) Life is too complex where you will have times where you feel in balance and then you're going to have times where you turn around and you're like, what the heck happened? Why am I, you know, back to working hard and not having time to think for myself? And if you've listened to the recent episodes, you've heard me talk about going through a recent period of my life like that, where I was like, ooh, that got out of balance. (laughs) And things are getting better, but it's still something I'm working on. So when I use the term balance, I'm not talking about some perfectionistic ideal of like, la-di-da, all the work happens, and I make homemade, amazing food every single day, and I get all my exercise done, and I have time to have in-depth conversations with my husband and do really focused educational activities with my kids as well I bake the cupcakes for school the next day and then I also have time to relax and enjoy a good book and work on my other hobbies. That version, that perfectionistic ideal, which sometimes I think we get from social media, I think is harmful. 
because the reality when you're working a high paced job like we are, and you're also doing things like managing things at home, juggling kids, playing, you know, being in administrative roles, being in a relationship with a partner, all of these things do take time. And it's very difficult to feel like you're being perfect or, you know, you're perfectly in balance with all of them all at the same time. I like to think of balance as an ongoing practice. It's like my kids have a slack line. Do you guys, I'm not sure if everybody would know what that is, but it's basically instead of like a balance beam, it's a band, like a flat rope that you can hang between trees and walk on. And so the perfectionist ideal of balance would be you get on one side and you just walk without wobbling, without falling to the other side. The practice of balance in real life looks like you get on, you wobble a whole bunch and you fall off. And But then you get back on and you're like, okay, I'm just going to try and balance a little bit more. And you work, you have those brief moments of joy where you're like, ah, I did it. I like took a step and I didn't fall off. And then you wobble again and you fall off, but you get back on. That's what the practice of work-life balance, I think, should look like. You don't judge yourself when you realize you've hit the ground again. When you're really wobbling, you have patience with yourself. All of those are elements where this term can be helpful for you. If you're thinking the only way balance should look is that I get on one end and I walk to the other without a wobble and without falling off, then you'll find yourself judging yourself when you realize that you're on the ground yet again. And you know what? Some days as physicians, we may (laughs) struggle with balance so much that you suddenly realize you like totally walked away from the thing and you haven't even thought about it for weeks. And that's okay too. It's all okay. It is a practice, not a destination. Okay. You use this when you're thinking about your weight journey too, right? Is as long as we're thinking it needs to be like that perfect walk down that slack line and that when you finish, you're good. It's going to be challenging for you if you start to view that it is a practice working on your weight and your eating in a very positive way, not a destination. You have more patience and compassion when you wobble and you fall off sometimes. And you work on building the skill of getting back on, which is essential. Different topic, but important to note (laughs) as we talk about this topic. So why is it so easy for us as physicians to get out of balance? Well, we've been taught to care for everybody else ahead of our own needs. Like That is a core fundamental thing that we are taught very early on in our training. They start talking about it in first and second year medical school about, you know, once you hit third year and you're doing your clinical rotations, you're going to have to do overnight call, you're going to be up and they start preparing us for it. And there's this element in medical school too, right? Where you, you just don't want to get kicked out, right? Like that imposter syndrome where you're, oh, if they only knew, maybe they're coming down that, the stairs in that, um, lecture hall to tap me on the shoulder and be like, ooh, made a big mistake here. (laughs) You're not supposed to be here. So I think a lot of us experience that as medical students. And that's kind of how medical training is set up is it's almost like this lottery that you win if you get a spot. And so then we spend a lot of our medical training worrying that we're not going to measure up. And that enhances this mindset of being willing to sacrifice yourself for what's asked of you, of your training and what you need to do to care for patients. And once you're done your training, nobody tells you you can turn that off. 
And it's so deeply embedded, it often feels very hard to turn that off. The idea of taking a break and doing something for yourself when you feel like there's still work to do may feel very difficult for you. And I think it's really worthwhile and helpful to acknowledge where this comes from, because essentially the way we're trained, now it it is getting better, right? Medical training is putting in more self-care stuff, but I, it still is heavy on the side of you figure out how to sacrifice yourself and it is needed. Like if you're going to work in emergency medicine, if you're going to do obstetrical call, you do have to be able to be up when you'd prefer to be in bed <laughs> or you will need to be able to work and see patients when you really have to go to the washroom but somebody's sick and they need you. It is part of the job. The skill though is figuring out how to turn it off when you don't need it. Using that piece of you that has been well-trained and using it when it's needed. So if you're you know, on a specialist on call and there's emergencies in the hospital, that piece needs to get turned on. But when it's an office day and you're heading home and you're thinking about all the different things you need to get done, that piece probably needs to get turned off a bit so that you can create space for including yourself in those thoughts, right? Think about when you're driving home from work and you have those thoughts of like, okay, I gotta like get home, get dinner going. This kid has to get to this activity. I've got those notes I have to do. The laundry needs to be done. How often does it even enter your mind to ask yourself what you want to do? My guess is for a lot of you, it probably doesn't. And that's okay, but that's what we're going to talk about today. I think if you can answer that question and be like, yeah, you know what? I do actually ask myself what I want to do. Then fantastic. You've done some of this work already. Keep working on it. Keep doing it. So what's the impact of living life out of balance? Like, why do we care? Why should we put the effort in to continue to practice bringing ourselves back into some form of balance? Well, when you're living life out of balance, the way I think of it, and this is kind of thinking like a personal experience, is often you're living from a reactive place. So you're making decisions reactively. Your days are very reactive of like, oh, this happened. Now I have to do this and then I have to do this. And and it's stressful. It's common to feel really overwhelmed when there's no space for you in the day, when you haven't created space or when other things have taken over any space you did create for yourself. That's when you start to get really overwhelmed, thinking about everything you have to get done and you haven't even had a break and it's been such a long day. It feels very, very overwhelming. And you end up in the place where you're just trying to get through your days, where you look forward to being able to go to bed at the end of the night and you kind of dread it starting all over again the next day. And I have been there and that actually is a big, clue for me when I'm like, okay, something needs to change here. When I start to be like a race to bedtime and having that feeling of like, when's the weekend coming? So like you're going to bed and you're also racing to the weekend, but then the weekends never feel long enough. They go by too fast. That's always a sign to me of, okay, we got to work, do some work here. And the next question I wanted to touch base is how does being living your life in this way of feeling like you're just getting through your days. How does it impact your eating and weight? Because it's very easy to live life this way because as physicians, we've been told that this is just how our lives look. And so we're barely getting through our days. We're overwhelmed. We're very reactive. And then we're like, okay, I have to try and figure out how to 
follow this diet. And I just need to like, you know, build some willpower and stick to this plan and stop eating that and stop eating that. The impact is the weight loss stuff takes more effort because you're making decisions from that really reactive place that we talked about. But also you're highly likely to end up in the, I just don't care syndrome. So at some point in the afternoon or evening, you've been maybe putting effort in on eating healthy and thinking about your weight during the earlier. And then you hit a tipping point where you're like, I just don't care. I just can't care. (laughs) I'll figure it out tomorrow. And the problem with that is that you then constantly end up in this loop where your weight is adding extra mental strain to you when you're already in a fairly strained state. You're barely getting through your days. You're not really enjoying your days. You're, if you're like me, starting to have escape fantasies of disappearing (laughs) to a quiet hotel where nobody knows where to find you. Uh, that's another sign that I'm out of balance when I start to be like, oh, can I just book like a conference and like not actually attend and just be in a hotel room, (laughs) not talk to anybody? That's a sign for me that I'm out of balance. So the problem is that you're working hard. You're putting effort in. Your weight is this extra strain on you, meaning not your weight itself, but the practice of trying to deal with your weight from this place is an extra strain on yourself and you are constantly starting over. It's like you feel like you've put effort in and you should be a couple steps ahead the next day and you're like, I slid right back to where I started from, which again means you're wasting effort. You're putting work in and you're not seeing the results. And that's, it's not efficient. It's not going to work in your busy life and it will not be sustainable. So how do we make Sticking to healthy eating, managing your weight, sustainable, is we have to address this issue of balance so that you feel better in your days. You can make decisions from a proactive place rather than just reactive all the time. And the impact on your eating and weight that that has is you start to find that the decisions feel easier. It's not as big of a deal to choose between the less healthy option and the healthy option. Your brain doesn't obsess over food so much because it's not trying to fix this overwhelm and this barely getting through your days with food. So this is an important, even though on the surface, this topic doesn't sound like a weight loss topic. This is important for weight management long-term. This is a sustainability topic. It experience of the journey topic Because you might be able to lose weight and just really stick to diet while you're feeling like your life is totally out of control and out of balance. But I would bet that that experience of the weight loss is not going to be that much fun. It's going to feel like a whole lot of work. And at the end of the day, you will have put the work in and it's probably not going to be sustainable. It's not kind to yourself to do it that way. So let's do it differently. Let's work on this piece start to feel better in your days and then make that easier to start making these eating decisions. So how can you start bringing back some balance? How does this work? When you're out of balance, it can feel so overwhelming that you may not even know where to start. And so number one, I just want to reiterate what we talked about earlier on is this is not a destination. Balance is not a destination. It is a practice. Don't think I have to get back into some work-life balance. 
think I'm going to start practicing bringing some more balance into my life. I'm going to look for opportunities to create some more balance. Those would be all much more helpful ways of saying that. And can you notice for yourself when you say that, how that feels? Saying it in that way, how much better it feels than I have to get back to work-life balance. Again, it's a kinder way to approach it. Number two is the old saying, put your oxygen mask on first. So if we look at how time works and how time management works, you can have all the best intentions in the world that you're going to find time to do something nice for yourself in the evening. The chance of that happening is pretty small, especially on a busy day where you get tired. It's so easy for things when your self-care is the last thing on your list. It is so easy for other, other responsibilities, other activities to just kind of flow in and overtake that time that you thought you might have. Put your oxygen mask on first. Recognize that you taking care of yourself, you creating space to do something that helps you feel like you're getting more balance, helps you help other people. You as a physician touch so many different lives. There's the people close to you, friends and family, but there's also all the patients, the people they touch when they're healthy and well. You touch so many lives and the way that you can be the most effective in doing that. So the way that you can do your job and care for the people that you want to be caring for is you take care of yourself first. You're not an unlimited resource. We have to put something back in the system to be able to continue to give. So that doesn't mean that it has to be big or that you have to like, you know, find swaths of hours for yourself. If that's what you want to do, go for it. I will applaud you the whole way. But it it can look a lot of different ways. The important piece here is prioritizing it in your mind Because if you don't think it's worthwhile, if you feel guilty for taking time to do something that helps you get back in balance, it won't happen. So prioritizing it in your mind and prioritizing it in your schedule, meaning either do it first thing in the morning before all the other responsibilities take up that space or put it in your calendar and respect it in the same way you would any other meeting. Respect it in the way you would office time where you know you have patients booked show up for yourself commit to just doing that and then trust that you'll still get the other stuff done the work will still happen it is possible that you might choose to delegate some of the other stuff and that's great too I think delegation is a tool we probably do not use enough but just start by putting your oxygen mask on first. So if you're feeling really overwhelmed right now with your life, you could start your morning by asking yourself, how am I going to put my oxygen mask on first today? Where is that going to happen in this day? That would be a really good, powerful question that'll get you looking at your day in a different way. And it immediately prioritizes it in your mind as something important that we need to find and we need to respect. Number three is small moments count. Like I said, it doesn't have to be hours that you find in your day. And expecting yourself to find hours can feel overwhelming. Don't wait until you feel like you have time to change everything. It's really easy when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're like, everything needs to change. I need to quit my job or change my job or change my hours. Stop doing call. You know, there's all these different things. It doesn't all need to change for you to feel better. 
This is something I learned a long time ago. I was at that point in my life where I felt like it all needed to change. I'm like, what the heck was I doing? Why did I go into medicine? I was overwhelmed by being a parent. There were so many different aspects. And I learned when I first started working with a life coach how powerful one small change can be. One small, tiny change that at the surface seems like it's not going to have any impact can really have ripple effects that change your life. So options are mini breaks. A mini break would be like two minutes, five minutes. You know, if you're super busy at lunchtime, you're doing your notes, just give yourself five minutes. Go outside, see what the weather's looking like. Take some deep breaths. You could journal and journaling can be, you just have some scrap paper at your desk and you just scribble. What's the day? How's my day going? How am I feeling? How do I want to feel? You can do some just mindful breathing, just taking five breaths while really being present and watching them. There's so many different things that you could do that'll just help refill your bucket a little bit. And they can be quick. This is an important piece. When we're busy and overwhelmed, it feels like there's no time to do things for ourselves. But there are ways to feel better that can be very quick, that will not put you further behind and may actually help you be more efficient so you catch up. You need to look for them and practice them. And here's a little bonus piece on this is practice them, plan to do them. Like if we use the example of taking five minutes at lunch, walking outside, taking some deep breaths, noticing the sky, coming back in. You plan to do it tomorrow. Plan that your brain, that piece of your brain that loves to overwork is going to resist you. (laughs) It's going to kick like a mule when you say, okay, let's put down... Walk away from the lab results reviewing that I was doing or walk away from those notes from the morning that I was working on and go outside. That piece of your brain that loves to overwork and is so well honed is going to scream and push and say, no, we can't. There's all this stuff we have to do. We can't, we can't, we can't. So plan for that so it doesn't surprise you and decide to do it anyways. Decide to do it as a science experiment. Just do it for a week, five minutes at lunchtime. See how you feel. Number four is giving yourself grace. So I talked about beating yourself up about not being in balance, which is kind of funny, right? Like we beat ourselves up because we're not in balance and that makes us feel worse. So then we're less in balance. But also there's so many places in our day and in the things that we do where you may be adding self-judgment that adds an extra layer of kind of heavy feelings, negative emotions, challenges to what you're already dealing with. So if we use the example of you're super busy in your office and you get behind on your notes, that can just be a fact of I've got 20 notes to do to catch up on. And that has its own thing of, you know, it doesn't feel great to have a bunch of notes to do. But what makes it really feel bad is when we jump on ourselves and we're like, I can't believe you're behind on your notes again. You told yourself you would stay on top of it. You always do this. Now you're going to have to spend your whole weekend doing notes. And and we pile on there with the self-judgment. And that creates this extra layer of negative experience that, again, pulls you further away from that sense of being more in balance. So that is a really easy place to intervene because it's not doing more. It's catching your thoughts and then deciding to just change them when you notice them, catching them and deciding, okay, I'm not going to 
think that way. That doesn't help. It's not going to help me get the notes done. It's going to make me feel worse. It's going to make it harder for me to get to this place where I want to feel more in balance. So just to summarize the tips of how to work on your balance, number one is it's not a destination. It is a practice. You will be like in and out and off and wobbling and feeling good and a whole combination of it over your life. And it is all fine. Number two is put your oxygen mask on first. You can't help people if you're barely getting through your days. Number three, small moments count. You can create a lot of change without putting a lot of time in. And number four is give yourself grace. Look for places where you're adding extra self-judgment that then make you feel worse in your days and pulls you further away from that balance that you're wanting to work on. So Thrive Academy for Physicians is about this. It's about bringing balance and enjoyment to your weight management and your eating. And that's why it's so different from diets because these things have been missing from diet culture for too long. We get told to do things that to lose weight that actually take you further out of balance, like restriction, having to like do complicated math with the food that you're eating, having to exercise for large portions of time per day to try to compensate for the food that you've eaten, having to judge yourselves and tell yourself that you're failing when a diet doesn't work out. All of these things that we've been taught to do in weight loss take you further out of balance. Thrive Academy is about using a smarter approach so that every single thing you do makes you feel better and helps you move towards that balance. And like I talked about in this session, working on how you feel in your days, working on this topic to feel more in balance will help your eating and weight. They're symbiotic, (laughs) work together. And that's what we do inside Thrive Academy for Physicians and what makes it so unique compared to anything else you've ever tried for weight loss. So if you are interested in exploring how I could help you reach your goals, please head over to start to thrive that's start numeral to thrive.ca and click on that button that says apply now. Fill out the application and schedule a no obligation, no pressure time for you and I to talk about what your needs are and how I can help. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.